San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, everybody. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear this show on any device as it airs. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. And we are free on iTunes if you look for the title of the show. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, accomplished marathon runner, best-selling author, lecturer, philanthropist, and a, a family office expert advising several high-net-worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you? I think I'm in San Diego. I've, <laughs> in the last 11 days, done four flights, either to or from Hawaii. Honolulu. Post-Thanksgiving withdrawals for a lot of people, but yeah. you... I had a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> so in, in short, here's what was going on. So my wife, Mary, owns the Hawaii Tennis Open, the women's professional tennis tournament that runs in Honolulu during Thanksgiving week. So we went over there for four days before Thanksgiving to check things out, and then we jetted back to San Diego for the Oceanside Turkey Trot up in North County, and then back to Hawaii to wrap up at the tennis tournament. And, of course, the tennis tournament became national news when C.C. Bellis, the heir apparent to the Williams sisters as the star United States women's tennis player, won her first ever major tournament at the inaugural Hawaii Open. So that was big national news on the tennis scene and in the sports world. CeCe Bellis. CeCe Bellis. Where is she? She's uh, out of Northern California, Atherton, near San Jose. How about that? But I had to jet back on Tuesday on a red eye because of the Oceanside Turkey Trot, the 11th annual. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we had our usual 10,000 runners raised a hundred and whatever thousand dollars for charity, but we got some great press Big thank you. Can I say this on air to KUSI-TV for the live coverage of the event Thanksgiving morning? That was incredible. You, you can't say it, but you did anyway. I did anyway. <laughs> and then a great article, of course, the next morning in the San Diego Union, right on the front page of the local section that says, Fun, Charity, Meld at Thanksgiving 5Ks in San Diego and Oceanside. A big article about us mm -hmm. and Father Joe's 5K. Of course, how about Wall Street Journal, young man? Well, I'm going to get to that. But oh. I love how the Union article points out that we had 10,000 runners and Father Joe had 7,500. <laughs> um, so we are, you know, the eighth largest turkey trot in the country. Mm -hmm. So that was great coverage. And then as a bonus, on Monday morning in the Wall Street Journal at the top of page A14, we got the entire top half of the page. It's called She Started Running in Her 70s and Hasn't stopped our prior or previous guest on I think a couple of occasions, Ann Garrett. Yeah. Eighty two, the United States record holder for the over eighty fastest half marathon ever run on United States soil and fastest five K ever run in the US as well, was featured in the Wall Street Journal, and of course, is the lead volunteer spokeswoman for the Move Your Feet Before You Eat Foundation. She's great. You know, her husband. Her husband. She was taking care of her ailing husband, and to keep her sanity and, and deal with her depression, she took up running and has been doing it ever since. Exactly. So, what an inspiration to to a lot to everybody. So, so we had a we had a busy week. Four flights, one of which was a scheduled red eye, and a second of which became a red eye when her mm -hmm. plane was four and a half hours late. Wow. Well, Fun anyway, stuff. anyway, we're all here together. And let's get right into the show because this is a great theme uh, dealing with Thanksgiving and everything because this is a lot about giving back and, and uh, helping out our, our uh, fellow man and, uh, and women. And women. Um, but on the line, we've had this guest on before. He's a columnist in the, in the UT. He's a, uh, an author. He wrote, uh, I'm There For You, Baby. 
I think I got it right, but he's been on the show before, but he's got a whole new uh, adventure he's working with, and we're going to talk about it today, but we're welcoming Neil Centuria back. Neil, how are you? Thank you, Joe and Richard. Our pleasure. Uh, I, I like this idea of move your feet before you eat, which is so if I, at lunchtime, if I walk around the beach... I can do both. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> your, your office is right there. I've Move your there. feet it's while gorgeous. you eat, right? <laughs> while you eat. <clears throat> so but I appreciate you taking the time. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. Um, a lot of people in town have, have uh, thought that I should be in prison, and uh, I actually did end up there, but they, they did let me out. So here's the story. In um, late June... A guy named Igor Stravinsky, it's a true story, who had worked, a Russian computer scientist, I don't know if he's a hacker, had worked for me in the past, sends me an email and says, there's an organization called Defy Ventures, D-E-F-Y, Defy Ventures, and they do entrepreneurship in prison, and they have a program on July, July 23rd, you should go to it. You, you can't say no to a, a Russian computer scientist. So I say, okay, I'm going to do that. And one of the themes here is everybody in this town, or lots of people, are mentors. They talk a good game. They're going to help people. They're going to encourage entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And it's always easy to be a mentor if the, if the guy is a computer scientist, Ph.D. from UCSD. But it's much more difficult to give your time, perhaps, to people who are incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So I'm all in. And I get my buddy Mark Bowles, uh, and he and I go up to Lancaster to California State Prison, July 23rd. The temperature is 110 degrees. Oh, my gosh. Where, where is Lancaster? Is it near Sacramento <laughs> Lancaster somewhere? Lancaster is 37 miles outside of nowhere. <laughs> and, uh, and you can't, by the way, this is, this is one wonderful story. So we get there. And he thinks he's going to get an Uber. There's no Uber in Lancaster. He's out of his mind. The joke about Lancaster is it's well, not the end of the earth, but you can see the end of the earth from there. Close well, enough. But what's it, so, near, what's it near? Is it just in the middle of California, Death Valley? I mean, where is it? Do we have any, it's ri- 115 miles uh, Los Ange- outside Los Angeles, oh. e- uh, northeast. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Hot. It's, it's, in, the, uh, it, it's in Lancaster. Okay. It's like in, Lan- it's in Lancaster. You're landlocked. <laughs> so, so what's uh, so what's interesting is because I write this column on entrepreneurship in the Union Tribune, I decide that instead of just going, I will interview the brains behind it, the CEO, the founder, who's a woman named Catherine Hoke. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Get her on the phone, and I hear her story, which is quite unique. And I'll let at some later time she can tell it, or Charles can tell it. Mm-hmm. It's her own story, but. She is quite a force to be reckoned with, mm-hmm. and I interview her, so I'm going to write the background on the story, and then I'm going to go to the prison. So we go to the prison, and it is really extraordinary. There were 17 volunteers, that's 17 guys like me, mm-hmm. men and women, and there were 55 uh, inmates, formerly incarcerated, but they're currently incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, they call them EITs, Entrepreneurs in Training. Mm-hmm. So we don't call them inmates, we call them EITs. And, and Defy has a whole program. So again, rather than, than sort of steal the thunder from Charles or Catherine, there's a whole program, and it is very moving. I mean, you spend eight hours with guys, uh, you begin to know their faces, and you know their names, and you begin to have some kind of relationship. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the stories that I told in the paper was when you check in, the, the warden says, hello, we're glad you're here. And by the way, if you're taken hostage, we're not going to negotiate for you. <laughs> so, this is a true story. I mean, you've got you to love America. And then when you get in the room, there's a single room, a large room with both the, the EITs, there's some guards, there's the volunteers, and there's a guy up on the catwalk with a rifle. And he has a sign both in Spanish and in English that says, there are no warning shots will be fired. Oh, my gosh. So this is good. I mean, this is, like, terrific. Oh, my gosh. I spend the day, and it is really extraordinary. And, again, I'll let, I'll let Catherine or Charles tell you about the program. But at mm. the end of the day, Ms. Hoke says to me, you know, I'm going to ask you for money. And I said, everybody does. Why should you be different? Manashtana halayla hazeh. So Easy she for says you to at say. the end of the thing, she says, look, everybody, nan and nan, I want $500. I said, sweetheart, I'm not going to give you $500. I got a better deal for you. If you will do this program, which has moved me greatly, at Donovan State Prison, which is the state prison at the border in San Diego, uh, at, at, it, it, we have three maximum security prisons in San Diego, Donovan being one of them. The other is Calipatria. I forget the name of the third. Mm-hmm. But Donovan's the sort of main level four, maximum security. They got barbed wire and the real thing. Mm-hmm. But I said, I'll tell you what, if you'll do the program here, as opposed to in Northern California or outside Los Angeles, if you'll do it locally, I'll raise you $100,000. And you can have this wonderful moment, which is she's thinking to herself, who the hell is this guy? I mean, some, some maniac says, I won't give you 500 bucks, but I'll give you 100000 How about that? So Let's hold she, it, right? She's pretty, hey, pretty let's, entrepreneurial herself. But, so Neil, 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 says, hang on. We're going to take a break, and, and we'll, we'll everybody hang in. We'll get to the rest of the story. We'll come right back with Neil Centuria right after this. Hang on. <laughs> the stories that are very painful. But one thing that I hear that is clear Universally, the sentence is, I made bad choices. They, take, they, they acknowledge they made bad choices, not mm. that they were imposed on them. Mm-hmm. And I will never make those choices again. Mm. So it is really powerful stuff. Now, you know, you can get into the whole issue of prison, incarceration. I'm not sure I want to go there. But I do know this. Giving somebody a second chance, a hope for the possibility of thinking about having control of your life is really valuable. Well, so this is real. I, uh, you know, this is. I, I'm, yeah. I, I'm kid a little about, uh, you know, doing a, a Billy Crystal at Donovan State Prison, but the truth is, it's pretty good, and I'm very fortunate to be able to give my time and do it. Well, Neil, you know what? This is what rehabilitation is all about. We don't want these guys to come out and commit crime again and wind up back in prison. I mean, you guys are actually helping them, you know, turn their lives around. Which um, I don't know if they're getting this kind of uh, training, um, you know. In, in prison now, and of course, all of them. Well, there's are diff- lots of programs for people when they get out, but this is one of the few programs for people that are in. Mm-hmm. And to date, the, 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 the five been in business three and a half years. I think they're in eleven or twelve prisons. Their recidivism rate is less than four percent. Yeah, it's like three two, three point two, three point two. So that tells you. It's got some real impact. Well, this is much better than GED and everything else. This is helping them get on their feet, uh, hit the ground running when they get out rather than uh, scrambling and, and, and whatnot, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm very moved, and uh, I, I think it's wonderful that it's coming, and uh, the number of people who have contributed have been astounding. Mm-hmm. And now we'll see. There's a two-year program. We'll, we'll, 
we'll see if it we, we have to wait but but it was worth doing and it sort of i wouldn't say it it was kind of, i i sort of i stumbled into this and now now I'm uh, I'm all in on the prison racket. That's great. Well, well, yeah, we've got to get to uh, wrap up here for in this half. We're going to get to Charles Hoke the second half. Talk more about the program, the numbers, and the data, and everything else. But uh, and you're welcome to hang around if you'd like. But uh, anyway, we're going to come back with more about the five ventures. Neil Centuri, Charles Hoke, right after this. Hang on. Thanks. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life, and this is the time where Richard likes to thank our sponsors. A big thank you to our sponsors, not just because it's Thanksgiving time or just past. <laughs> Could not do the show without UBS, so a big thank you to them. Michael Caranta with UBS at the top of our list. Also, our favorite CPAs on the planet. We've got two sets of CPAs. Jason Kruger, a recent guest with Signature Analytics, a great CFO service firm, also more traditional CPAs. Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos, California with Don Epic. And Paul Polito, also our great friend Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Now, all this money that these folks make for you, you need to put it someplace. How about Mechanics Bank, formerly known as California Republic Bank with Sean Puckett and Lane Elliott, a really neat niche market bank serving wealthy families and family offices. Also, Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance, a great employee benefits firm. December 1 is open enrollment for many companies, and so employee benefits are at the top of everybody's mind, and especially given the election where we even have the Health Care Act around much longer. We shall see. A couple of guests coming up pretty soon. We have the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group. Alex Sonkin from that great organization is coming up, I think, in December. They, of course, help make heroes out of CPAs to the CPAs very best clients, helping wealth advisors to have those relationships with those CPAs. And also Paul Hines, CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management. And Paul, of course, leads SeniorSafeAndSound.org, an organization, a charity that helps to prevent elder financial abuse. And of course, Michelle St. Clair, Elite Lifestyle Management, helping people who have no time but very and very busy lives get all kinds of things done that might seem normal for some of us, but when you have no time, it's hard to get anything done. So Elite Lifestyle Management can help you with travel, all kinds of unusual quests like finding fishing licenses in Cuba <laughs> and anything else that <clears throat> might take a lot of your time, which you don't have, Elite Lifestyle Management. Now, I know some of you also like eating good food, right, Joe? And we can help you there, too. Absolutely. Uh, a great sponsor is Lestat's Coffee Houses in Normal Heights, University Heights, and the new one in Hillcrest. Now they're all open 24-7, 365. Everything made on site there, food, coffee, all kinds of great great uh, treats, and always crowded. And, of course, the Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle ciccarelli Lirac, who just completed her fourth program with us on sustainable seafood a few weeks ago. And looking forward to more great things with, with them and, of course, their annual Very Good Night Dinner in June. And, of course, uh, all these sponsors, if you go to IYMoney.com, you can find out more about them, all their information, contact info, et cetera, 
uh, at iymoney.com. There's a sponsor tab right there, and I know Richard's been working with many of them for many, many years, right, Richard? Actually, it's many, many, many years. <laughs> Just like three decades. Absolutely. One decade per many. With great success. So they're Absolutely. all they're all good friends, good professionals. They are A-listers. They're, you got it. So anyway, for the second half of this program, uh, dovetailing off of the great story that, that Neil Centuria told us about the five ventures, we have with us one of the principals from the, from the uh, operation, and uh, I believe he's back in New York. He's the VP of Growth for the organization, and his name is Charles Hoke. So, Charles, how are you? I'm doing well, gentlemen. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. How uh, is the weather back in New York? I am actually in Omaha, Nebraska, so you I can't know. talk okay. to New York's weather today. Okay, gotcha. How are the earthquakes, by the way, with all the fracking or whatnot? I mean, do you actually feel some earthquakes there from time to time? I, I haven't yet, but I, I've only been here uh, for a couple of months, so okay. hopefully uh, I can avoid that while I'm here. <laughs> okay, well, Charles, tell us a little bit about yourself. You've got a, a, an interesting background before you even got into DeFi. I think you were in the financial sphere for a while. you want to tell us about your where you went to school and, uh, and your, your career before you got into DeFi? Yeah, sure, absolutely. I uh, So I was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, did my schooling at the University of Alabama where I played football and studied finance mm. um, after uh, yeah after retiring from football and hanging up the cleats I went on to get my MBA and you play for the Crimson got Tide? really interested in the, the Wall Street life hmm I mean you play for uh, Bear Bryant or whoever was who was your coach down there <laughs> I played uh, for Mike Shula for my first two years and then Nick Saban for my last oh my gosh Joe Bear Bryant goes back decades well I don't know I mean okay. I'm just throwing that's the only name I can think of but Mike Shula <laughs> that's pretty cool too my gosh son so, of dawn that's there you go but there uh, you go. and then you went to New York and got into uh, trading or what'd you do there yeah, yeah. So uh, as a, a former athlete, I, I like competitive atmospheres and uh, being on a trading floor in New York City is about as competitive as it could get. Mm -hmm. So I uh, moved up to New York and uh, worked in sales and trading for four years. Uh-huh. And then you had uh, – tell us about how you matriculated into DeFi because it's kind of an interesting story. Yeah. So while I was working in finance, I met a woman named Catherine, who was the founder and CEO of Defy. And she had just started the program and we started dating and I began getting involved as a pretty active volunteer. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, we got married and I was burnt out on the financial world and was kind of looking for something more mission driven to do. And uh -huh. We were crazy enough to think that our marriage could survive both living together and working together. So we took that leap about three years ago, and surprisingly, it's worked out really well. Do so, you guys have any kids yet? No kids. Yeah. Okay. So, Charles, uh, where did you, where did the program begin? It was Catherine's idea? Yeah. So Kat, this is actually Catherine's second organization. Uh, so she is a venture capitalist by trade, mm -hmm. and back in 2004 – was on a prison visit in Texas with a friend, and during that time and having conversations with some inmates there, began to see a lot of similarities between the entrepreneurs and CEOs that she worked with in her professional life mm -hmm. and the uh, talents of a lot of people behind bars and recognized that a lot of them had run um, illegal enterprises in a past life and had a lot of business talents. And so she wondered what would happen if they were equipped with the skills and training to go legit. 
So she founded an organization called the Prison Entrepreneurship Program in Texas in 2004, and then later she founded the Five Ventures in New York City in 2010. Huh? How about that? And but you, but you met her before uh, before all that began, right? Um, I actually I, I met her right after she started Defy. Huh? Because I was I'm kind of thinking maybe you you met her. It was kind of like the Michelle Obama Barack Obama. He took her to a community meeting there, and because she was kind of <laughs> she was kind of standoffish. But then when she saw the great work he was doing, I guess the rest is history as far as them uh, falling in love. But uh, whatever. I guess so. <laughs> Well, gosh, what what a great story that uh, you guys go from the from the uh, the private sector and and uh, the financial world in, into something like this. Uh, it, it must be very rewarding for you, huh? It is. It's it's tough work, um, but we've seen you know the direct transformation of you know thousands of people who were looking for an opportunity after making a mistake, and um, so yeah, we we really love what we do and are inspired by the stories of the people that we serve. That's that's outstanding. How many people in the organization? How many volunteers? I mean, how big are you guys now? Yeah, so we have about thirty employees. Okay. So we have offices in New York City, um, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and Omaha, mm-hmm. uh, and we have a pretty robust roster of thirty-five hundred uh, executive volunteers oh, wow. who are people from the private sector who donate their time as mentors and coaches to the men and women that we serve. Mm-hmm. And of course, we want to talk about some of the uh, the inmates who have gotten out. Who uh, probably you probably have some good success stories to tell us, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first one that comes to mind is a gentleman named Cas Marte, who, as a 19-year-old uh, drug dealer in Manhattan, was making $2 million a year, got knocked up on a drug kingpin charge and sent away to prison, where he was told that he would die if he didn't lose a bunch of weight. So in his six-by-nine prison cell, he went on to lose 80 pounds, and then after that helped um, a bunch of inmates lose a lot of weight with his prison-style workout that he developed in prison. Mm. Once he got out and rolled in Defy, we helped him launch a venture called Conbody, which uh, is a prison-style boot camp with several locations in Manhattan. And he's gone on now. He uh, I, I saw that. I was back there. I was wondering what that was. My um, revenue a month. That's about cool. 10,000 customers. My, my wife ran the New York Marathon three weeks ago, and we were walking down the street, and I saw Conbody. I'm like, what is that? That's huh. amazing. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. that's the Defy graduate. We stayed anyway. in Manhattan. Anyway, hold that thought there, uh, Charles. Charles Hoke, we'll come right back with more about the five ventures. We've got to take a little break right now. We'll be right back in a moment. Hang on. <laughs> All right, we're back with Charles Hoke, Defy Ventures. They go into prisons and they use entrepreneurship to impact recidivism and incarceration rates, and they're doing great work. You heard Neil Centuria in the first half, and Charles is back on the line from uh, in in Omaha. And uh, continue that story with Con Body. Uh, tell us about uh, you know where that's going and how successful it's been for that inmate. Yes, former so inmate. So uh, you know, Cos started on his own, and you know he has a real heart for providing economic opportunities to people who get out of prison. So. He focuses on hiring formerly incarcerated people as his trainers, and mm-hmm. he's uh, created, I think, 10 positions on his staff for people who've gotten out of prison to uh, serve as his trainers. Um, he has raised about a half million dollars from some angel investors and venture capitalists to begin huh. opening up new locations, and it's just doing really great and is a fantastic representative 
of the type of people that we like to work with at Defy. Are they just in New York, or are they uh, going to franchise a little bit, or how's that going to go? So he he is currently uh, only in New York, but he is pursuing some franchising opportunities. Mm -hmm. He's recently rolled out a new technology platform where people can participate uh, remotely for a price of like $5 a month. And I think he already has like 15,000 people signed up for that. And his mm-hmm. goal is to, to have 100,000 customers on that platform in the next year. You could probably get some funding from Snoop Dogg or some of these rappers that, uh, you know, have had a little prison history but have reached some level of success and might be willing to um, participate. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it would be great. You uh, you have a connection to Snoop Dogg? I, I don't, but, I mean, you know, that just came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Richard knows people. Maybe he can. I know somebody who knows Snoop Dogg. (laughs) But uh, let's give people an overall. The website for Defy Ventures is what? Let's give that. It's it's www.defyventures.org. That's Mm D-E-F-Y-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S.org. Okay. So, Charles, uh, Neil was mentioning that the recidivism rate is only like 3.2%. How does that, but Neil didn't mention how that compares to the typical recidivism rate. I assume you know that number? Yeah. So, the the Bureau of Justice Statistics came out with a study about a year and a half ago that showed that uh, 76.6% of people who are released from prison are rearrested within five years. Mm. Wow. How about that? Three out of four, more than that. And of course, uh, the uh, the impact of your, of your organization ninety five percent get employment, right? I mean, uh... yeah. So we we run uh, a correctional education program inside prisons, and then once people get out, we have an employment program that helps them find jobs. Mm-hmm. And then for those who are interested in pursuing their own venture, we have a small business incubator that helps them come up with business ideas, take them through the launch and incorporation, and then begin scaling them. Mm-hmm. In addition to the 3,500-plus executive mentors, I mean, there, I see you have 150 incubated startups, and you've created over 350-plus jobs, right? Yeah, we've we've had a bunch of really great uh, people come through our program who've launched a lot of small businesses. Now, these aren't going to be the next uh, Facebook or, or Instagram, but uh, they're the types of businesses that can provide steady cash flow and income and keep people out of trouble and keep them from returning to prison. Isn't that, isn't that great? That's great. So run down the list now. Tell us what, what institutions you're in right now. You're in, you're in New York. How many in New York? Yeah, so we're, we're in three facilities in New York. Uh, we're in two in Nebraska, and we're currently in seven or eight in California, but we have a pipeline of up to 11 that might come online next year. Gotcha. Now, how's it looking for Donovan? I know Neil's all excited about, uh, about that possibility. I guess that you are going to, you're going to announce in, in January. Yeah. So Neil's been a great champion for us in San Diego and has helped us to raise the initial startup funding. We need to launch that program and mm-hmm. we're gearing up for a kickoff the week of January 23rd, where we will enroll a cohort of 50 inmates um, in our correctional education program, and uh, we'll hopefully be able to grow that over time and then begin providing local uh, job opportunities and incubator services in San Diego once people start getting out. That's great. Do you you have plans to go nationwide, or are you just going to focus on those four geographies? No, our, our, our end game is to replicate our program into every prison system in America and okay. eventually put ourselves out of business. So we are <laughs> working hard to acquire the resources and infrastructure and uh, network of people that can help us accomplish that. 
Yeah, it looks like they want to do uh, 21 chapters in the next five years. It looks, uh, Richard, from their from their projections. Yeah, that's or... our goal. We uh, we're hoping to launch up to three new chapters in 2017, and beyond that, um, we'll have to see what happens. Great. Are you getting in? Is the government helping at all on this? Uh, should we get some grants or whatever? I would hope the the government might. We do. We have uh, uh, several contracts this year with the California Department of Corrections to operate our program um, at three correctional facilities, and we have some pending grant requests for 11 additional facilities that we'll find out whether or not we get those in December. Gotcha. Whatever compelled Kat to go into a prison in the first place? I mean, she, I mean, was, was she visiting a friend or relative in that Texas prison? Or, uh, I mean, what what possessed her? Or yeah, what, what, what funny, mo- it was a funny story. So there was a, a uh, female J.P. Morgan executive who Kat worked with professionally and had a lot of respect for, and that woman... Um, was doing some work inside a Texas prison one weekend and told Kat that she thought it was worth her time to to join her, and so that's what compelled Kat to go. Oh, I thought she was... I thought... (laughs) I thought... the J.P. Morgan person might have been in there for a little stretch, but not. <laughs> no, Joe, she was <laughs> she was volunteering, Joe. Okay, she was volunteering. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> but uh, well, that's that is great. So, so uh, I mean, it's just amazing that people would would leave the private sector to go into this philanthropic work. It's so admirable, and um, uh, you know, I, I guess you could get up every morning and just feel great about yourself that you're helping so many people and. Uh, why isn't the government doing that? Why haven't they picked up on this a long time ago to try to help these guys? You know, because we always hear about the re- these guys become better criminals in, in prison and come out and cre- create get right back in the crime game. And a lot of them go right back into prison. So, uh, you know, I don't I can't believe they haven't thought of this earlier, but leave it to uh, bright people like yourself and Kat to, uh, to to do this. Yeah, you know, the the criminal justice reform movement has been gaining some traction in recent years in, in, in D.C. and with some politicians, and mm-hmm. we're hoping that that uh, progress continues. You know, if you look at the state of our correction system compared to the correction system around the world, you know, we do a horrible job of rehabilitating people. We incarcerate more people per capita than anybody else. So it's definitely an area that needs attention and needs people to roll up their sleeves and get involved with to, yeah. uh, to make a change and make a difference. Now, those videos that you that you email me, they're on YouTube, I guess. So if, if anyone just goes on YouTube and looks up the five ventures, those are some compelling stories where you have that, you know, actual testimony from, from guys in the program and breaking down, crying, talking about their, their own families and how proud they are of them, et cetera. So are those on your website too, The all those videos? Yeah, they're they're on our website and then on the Five Ventures YouTube YouTube channel. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, highly recommended, folks. Just get on, get on there if you're looking for some uh, good cause to get involved with. Uh, I can't think of a of a better one right there. So it's just it's really uh, compelling. So, Richard, any other follow up questions that you that you have? Or it's, I was curious. Most of your um, constituents are male, or do you also have a lot of female prisoners? Um, we, we have quite a, a few females that we work with. We've worked in a couple of uh, female prisons. Uh, the reality is that uh, over 90% of the prison population mm-hmm. is male, so there's a much uh, broader audience to tap yeah. into there, but we love to work with, with females when we have the opportunity. Gotcha. And if folks want to donate, just go right on to defyventures.org. They could find a way to donate right on the site there, I would take it, right? Yeah, if you if you go to our website, it's right there on the front page, or you can go to defyventures.org slash donate. Um, and we would love to have your support on this Giving Tuesday. Outstanding. Absolutely. So, 
Um, well, gosh, it's, it's just really great. And, and um, so, Donovan, how many how many inmates uh, will be starting there? Do you think in January? We'll start with 50, mm-hmm. um, and depending on the capacity of the prison to add more for future cohorts, we have the ability to serve up to 150 to 200 at a time, but it all depends on uh, what the capabilities of the uh, facility at Donovan are. And how long is the program, like uh, six six months or how long? Yeah, the, the in-prison program is six months long. Gotcha. And is it just what, one one session a week, or how does it work? It depends on the prison. Typically, uh, they meet three or four days a week for three hours at a time. Um, and gotcha. then we host volunteer events uh, at three different points throughout each cohort. And so gotcha. we would love for people to come volunteer with us inside of prison and Wonderful. Uh, coach people on resumes and their business ideas and stuff like that. Gotcha. Charles, keep up the great work. Yeah, we've, got, really a, great we've got a wrapper right there. Thank you so much, Charles Hoke uh, and uh, the five ventures that are. Get over there, folks. Richard Musio, great seeing you this week. Thanks to Neil Centuria. Congrats to Barbara Breed, District 1 uh, Council member. Uh, thanks to Justin Hart, our board operator, and to Craig Blanke, our con executive, and to Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFMB. All these podcasts are commercial free on iymoney.com. We'll see you next week now. Bye-bye.